Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have one unheard message. First unheard message sent yesterday at 7.15 p.m. Cold Cuts crew. It's me again, Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Over the last two weeks, I've been pursued and hunted by Hamas because of my association with Harris on the Epstein flight logs. They finally got me cornered, and I don't know if I'm going to make it out of here. I need to tell you that what you're about to see is 30 minutes from the Your Movie Sucks and Kyle Edward Ball movie. You can join the Cold Cuts Patreon for exclusive access to the full three hours and the entire backlog of Cold Cuts bonus episodes, as well as an invite to the Patreon-only Discord server and many other benefits for just $5. And I wanted to say... Before this is over, that I know where Angie's buried. She's at Tyson. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. Cold cuts. And movie fans, rejoice. We (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. We have two guests who are friends of the podcast who have been on here before, but things have changed since then. A lot has changed. All of us have gone through trials and tri- tribulations we're all four different people and now it's a meeting of the minds <laughs> two of which i would like to introduce both extremely talented and people who i'm enormous fans of we have kyle edward ball who is the famed director of skin and one of my favorite horror movies to come out last year and we have your movie sucks adam who is one of my favorite YouTubers, and I do not say that lightly. I have been watching the shit out of your YouTube. I think I texted you something really cringy or DM'd you on Twitter that I was like, bro, I have been watching so much YMS like recently. I had watched a good amount before we had you on the first time, but brother, I have gone down the YMS rabbit hole. I've been watching like some deep cuts on your channel. There's a lot of classics, bro. Did that, you uh, watch that? Um, I actually did, and I never do shit like this. I watched the... Because YouTube would... Something to do with the stream, unless you're a Patreon, you couldn't watch the four, their 420 awards commentary unless you were a Patreon or so. so I did something. That's where... not true. No. What was it's it? Public. Struck? No, you couldn't watch it at the same time though. You could just watch your oh. of it. So what I did was I literally oh, yeah. had 
the commentary in audio and then i had the 420 awards playing and i actually synced awesome. them up so it's <laughs> very nice thank you that's dope well, well dude i mean first of all welcome to both of you is this the first time that you guys have spoken on like a call before? we've dm'd but like we've mm -hmm. never just like hey edmonton boy blah 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 and that's it yeah that is we're, uh, there was that brief like blair witch uh project hey do you have that but like that's it is that like a bostonian mm -hmm. thing where if you're both from there there's a bond is there like a edmonton culture does that maybe we're like where like i don't want to dox you but where roughly in edmonton did you grow up like what high school did you uh it was uh between southgate and heritage oh okay i used to work yeah. at southgate with mac demarco's brother what the hell? Hank? Yeah, Hank. Hank DeMarco? Yeah. Hank is that his name? Yeah. He's a, he's a, he does ballet. I actually knew that because he, Mac DeMarco has a song that he's saying that his like brother is in Aww. the ballet. Yeah, that's kind that's of cute. cute song, actually. Yeah. Ed uh, Edmonton's kind of weird and even weirder to, for someone to be successful in Edmonton and not leave immediately. Yeah, I'm kind of in a unique situation, like, especially for stuff like the <laughs> film community, right? Like, it's, you can't really necessarily be a working certain type of director or working actor without moving to Vancouver, but I'm kind of lucky in that regard. Mm -hmm. But we just opened a new LRT line. What is that? Oh, shit. Yeah. Is it also suck? what no it's really good actually so it goes from <laughs> millwoods to downtown mm -hmm. and instead oh, of like the existing system there's like lots of stops so there's like 12 stops so you can just like if you live in millwoods you can take it and just go travel to like Milburn, Grey Nun, Strathern, da 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 before you even so instead of like the Clearview or Southgate ones where it's just like a funnel to downtown, it's an actual like useful community LRT. Growing up in Edmonton, I was always perplexed basically when they started doing their or expanding their uh, transit system, they had the opportunity to either continue doing it underground, which is what a lot of cities do, do it above ground, which is what Vancouver does in a SkyTrain. Yeah. But instead, they decided to do it ground level, save some money in the short term, and pretty much just fuck everything over in the. <laughs> in yeah, the like term. I would say that, but it's like the Valley Line, the new one they opened, is fairly good. Like a bunch of mm -hmm. like urban planning nerds wrote it at five a.m. when it like first opened, and like obviously they're biased, but like it looks to be pretty good. I could see myself using it. So, but I live downtown. Everything I need to go to, I walk to. What high school did you go to, if you don't mind me asking? Ainley. Harry Ainley. Harry. So yeah. there's a high school. No windows. <laughs> yeah, there's a high school in Edmonton on the oh, south really? side that. No, it used to be a bomb shelter, a defen bunker. Yeah. Oh my god! In the fifties, underground. <laughs> no, no, that's another. Yeah, you can uh, just had no windows. More. I don't know why. I have that no is, idea why. <laughs> but like the after hell? the Cold War cooled down, they were like, "Well, what else are we going to use this for?" So they, I think, turned it into a high school. <laughs> a high and school. also, it's named after this. What was he like? A judge named Harry Ainley, and the 
joke is hairy anus, right? So yes. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> Extremely powerful. Dope, that's, that's awesome. Uh dude, something I wanted to bring up well with, with both of you, because I feel like, well, Kyle, the last time we had you on, we were talking about found footage movies, in particular Blair Witch Project. And then by coincidence, I guess I was watching some YMS and one of one of the videos that I was watching, which was cracking me up, was the one where you're talking about the visit, the M. Night Shyamalan one. And classic. Classic. I I love honestly, one of my favorite things about the YMS channel is just that like you take a terrible movie and turn it into an enjoyable experience because listening to you talk about it is really funny and the and true and the and the point i had i never watched the visit but i didn't really care to be spoiled so uh the point that you brought up about that movie was that you were like why are you spending more money to make this movie yeah. feel less authentic by like it's a common problem insane problem and you you brought it up i think in the movie unfriended too you might have brought that point up and i just did a rewatch of blair witch like last night or two nights ago and mm-hmm. which i love i really like that i love that movie honestly and i was surprised at how scared i was watching it again and like really like didn't take for granted this time like how well they executed the authenticity of that movie like it really there's not a single missed beat in terms of it feeling like real you really get the sense that it's it was found footage yeah a lot of people sorry i'll let you no you go ahead a lot of people uh a lot of people think that blair witch is overrated but i really don't feel that way i think that i think that it really does deserve its place as this monumental uh groundbreaking indie film mm-hmm. um especially if you appreciate authenticity uh not just in terms of what equipment they used but also just the uh atypical way that they filmed and wrote it mm-hmm. uh the fact that the the directors were basically scaring the shit out of the actors and yeah and it's crazy. the hiring process is like you will probably be tortured uh, <laughs> yeah. you have to be willing to to suffer if you want to act for this movie and there's you know plenty of the performances in the movie are just like real emotions from these people that are yeah. scared <laughs> in the middle of the nights and in, in the woods um and we just we just don't see a lot like that uh today well there's more opportunity for it today now than ever. Now that uh, mm-hmm. filmmaking has become accessible, you know, it's easier to make oh, yeah. than ever in terms of like the equipment that you could get and mm-hmm. distribution and stuff. But, you know, yo, call me true. crazy, but isn't it fair to say maybe part of the reason we don't see movies like that anymore is because, and I do not think uh, found footage is a gimmick necessarily, but the gimmick Cause am I am I wrong? I think a lot of wasn't there a big thing where a lot of people thought it was real, first seeing it. They like, marketed so, it that way. Yeah, they marketed yeah. it that way, and there was a little bit of that. But after the movie came out, like I remember explicitly to like big kids telling me like, you know, it's not actually real. My brother told me it's not real, and they <laughs> yeah. swear they swear a lot in that movie too. But yeah. But is it, a, I, I can't imagine an audience today being able to suspend their belief enough. Well, and the internet has changed 
too, right? right? Like the internet yeah. was kind of in its infancy at that time too. So a lot of the, it was a weird thing where a lot of stuff was still weirdly word of mouth. But yeah. Coming yeah. Back to I, the I, I think that, sorry. Coming back to the performances too, like, so when they cast it, they explicitly asked for people who were good at improv. So mm-hmm. that was a big thing with it too, is they tried to cast people who would be good at like Making kind of real. just volleying like, yeah. it with, right? So, yeah. I, I think that people are just as gullible, but now there's easier access to information. So you can yeah. you can yeah. be disproven from your gullibility easier. But I think that, that yeah, people believe a lot of, fucking crazy shit yeah, yeah <laughs> and the internet definitely. has kind of exacerbated that for many people now the internet is like an excuse to believe crazier and crazier things for some people i think, I think now that after I think... watching oh go ahead sorry you, zach you, my friend you i was gonna say I, I actually feel like after watching this like blair after watching blair witch again which it was a movie i already liked but i you kind of like I kind of watching it again was like, I, I actually don't know if another found footage movie has hit this watermark, like of being this effectively scary and not feeling like, I don't think there's a single shot in the Blair Witch that feels like, yeah, well, they had to put that move, the movie shot in there to move the story forward. So, you know, so you, they had to make sure that they steadied the camera so you could see this one thing. Like, I feel like every other found footage movie, even ones that I like, like, like I like the movie Cloverfield, even though I know that one gets shitted mm-hmm. on a lot. But like that one, that one of course still has a ton of elements in it where it's like, I mean, you know, okay, that's obviously like no one would mistake this for like a real like like found footage film. But like I when I was watching Blair Witch, I was genuinely like scared, and I had seen the movie before, and I was like, damn, this movie's fucked up, man. Like it really fucks with you that way. Oh, like, you know, I, I, I had Cloverfield. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that and I saw yeah. it. And I was like, what the fuck? He plays HUD. Yeah. 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 I've so... always thought it would be interesting to like take the perspective of that movie, but like the drunk chick passed out on the couch. <laughs> or somebody who somebody who like well, took acid that night. Like, how would that they would be, be going dope. This, yeah. this disastrous Whoa. event? If they're just spooky. fucked out of their mind and they just took drugs at the wrong time. Well, I want to know what I those love, characters are. Part of the reason for. I love Cloverfield, honestly, is because there's a little bit of a nostalgia thing because when it was coming out, my friend and I were like obsessed with the viral marketing that they were doing for yes, it. And they had all these they had all these websites that were like like mysteriously linked. And if you watched some like there was a whole video diary about that drunk girl passed out on the couch that was like vaguely related to the plot of the movie because she like mm-hmm. ate some mysterious like fluid or something like that <laughs> like, the slush show and like i was yeah. so into it and then watching the movie i i wasn't disappointed but then i was surprised to see like i feel like i came home and was reading reviews online and it was getting shitted on and i was like no like i like this movie yeah well, i liked it, it a lot the, when it came out but... wasn't it the yeah. sequel that gets shit on sorry Kyle. Well, there, yeah, they were never the any sequel, true sequels. There, okay. it's not a real sequel though. Like it's it's a part of the the Cloverfield universe, but it's not mm. done as a found footage. And is actually, 
I thought pretty decent. John Goodman. Isn't John Goodman in that? That one, that there's, one was good. There's, there's two terrifying in it. He's yes. the Cloverfield monster, or who is he playing? No, no it's, okay. it's a completely separate <laughs> story. It's 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 the Halloween season of the witch situation where it's we're just gonna do a different movie and yeah. have kind of, and they I think they wanted to tenuously tie them together at some point, which they did with Cloverfield Paradox, <laughs> I think. But that both, both of the up. Cloverfield sequels were separate movies that were already in production before J.J. Abrams came along and slapped Cloverfield. Is that Cloverfield. true? Oh, they were yeah, Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox was a completely different movie, and 10 Cloverfield Lane had a completely different ending. Yo, isn't before that J. J. True? Abrams came oh, Not to get controversial, but oh. isn't that also the case with Prometheus? Am I wrong? No, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I, like, I, don't, I don't think so. I think it was always, well, I don't know. Um, I could be wrong. So yeah. coming back to advertising campaign, like an, a campaign I vividly remember was, and it, it was different because from the get-go, it was obviously fiction, but the 28 Days, late, uh, 28 days Later campaign mm-hmm. was so, vi- like they had this whole visual thing where they had like concept art was, was shared in like these little clips. So it would talk about, okay, so uh three days outbreak seven days and and it would have pictures of like the concept art of like people trying to get on a plane and falling off the like thing that attaches like this all Mm -hmm. these vivid images of england falling apart Mm. and this was the era too i think of like oh watch this clip on real player and you'd like hit the button like a thing would come up but yeah. that was a campaign that I downloading each from. clip. Yeah. 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 And you always had to update real player. And, and then I remember to like, just thinking it was so cool the way they shot it on digital video. And it was like a real, that was like an intentional thing that they did, which mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily done at the time. And yeah. Bro. I yeah, always, the, yeah, it, was, uh, it was amazing, but it's a zombie movie, right? Yeah. yeah, you haven't seen kind it. Of. I have I mean, not. Yeah, everyone but... recommends it, but I have not seen it. I oh, rewatched it twist. recently. It's still, You're saying still kind great. of. Is there like a twist? Well, as in they never call them zombies, but it's a zombie movie. But that's so a typical it's, it's for the movies. Last they don't. It's the last. They don't call them what? zombies in Night of the Living Dead either. Or Dawn of the Dead. What? It's it's like an unwritten but, but rule this... in movies. What made this particularly unique, though, and not just them calling them the infected and sticking to the don't call them zombies rule, is I think this is one of the movies that really popularized the fact that they could run really fast. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like some uh, sort of like, oh, it's lumbering, just, like, you know, yeah. a lot of the George A. Romero things, it was like, oh, just the dead are alive now. And there might be some sort of like religious reason towards it, whereas explicitly in 28 Days Later, it was an infection, right? And so they're, they're zombie. We dead, still call right? them zombies. They're sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not dead. Yeah, they're so there. There is a difference, but yeah, really great movie overall. It is a good I movie. Think. Yeah, I, I watched I, it um, I think a couple years ago. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Can I? I, I want to ask you a Edmonton kind of film question sure. that is a bit weird. Feel free. Oh my <laughs> to, god, to I'm excited. Answer. But do you, were you? Were you like involved in the film community and aware of it at the time when the the guy uh, tried to kill someone? The director that uh, oh, the, I think he wound oh, up, yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah, wound up killing Dexter one person. Guy. Okay, yeah, so, and he thought he was Dexter. Wait, I want to be sensitive. Yo, oh, a, okay, so here's I the know. thing. I need the story. So his name is Mark Twitchell. 
yeah. was a he was in a different program it was, a wiki page. I, it was oh. before my time too so i went to the northern alberta institute of technology and took digital cinema production it was a relatively new kind of film school program at the time there was separate to that there's a program called radio and television which is more journalism based mm. and one of the students of that program um did something where he was trying to lure someone to his house to kill them and film it um what he he was he was doing it as like auditions he was like in my movie i'll tie you up and and he had a obsession with the television show dexter yeah and also lived in mill woods which now has the new lrt line um so (laughs) it all comes back (laughs) it all comes back so oh the weirdest thing so this was after i even started this was he had done all this before i started my venture at that college and i wasn't in the same program he was in but weirdly the instructors who taught him are more than willing to talk about him so like if you ask the instructors of the radio and television program about they're more than willing to talk about him and oh yeah he was odd but like basically polite and pretty much everything you'd expect right and also he did a his thing was he did um star wars fan films Uh-oh, red course. flag red flag. yeah so yeah yeah right so yeah dude were people i'd uh, imagine dude, people were very scared to go on auditions after that or, yeah, one of my friends. Uh, it became like a running joke. No way. Like, oh, we're not gonna mark Twitchell you, haha. Like oh my god, dude. Yeah. Like and yeah, he basically make... like he he set things up like in his garage. And I think the first person that he tried to kill escaped and then didn't tell authorities about it because they were like, Oh, that was weird. Yeah. And then he killed someone else, and then later the first person was like, Well, okay, this is what happened. And what like not to make hell, light man? of the, light of it, right? But Mm-hmm. What uh what year about did this happen? What was, was it like I think it was like 2009, 2010. A good year. Okay. A good year. A good year. Other than other that. Other than that. Other than that. Other than that. That was not very good. <laughs> that, that was not good. That is not that's good. an insane uh that is an insane story. That I'm surprised. Yeah. So the horrifying thing was when Adam said I want to talk to you about a specific person in the Edmonton film community Uh-oh. like Mark Twitchell wasn't even the first person that popped in my oh, mind no. like there's oh, no. like I'm not gonna name any names but there's a lot of just not even that like not necessarily creeps but just kind of infamous characters like in the film community here Edmonton uh, is the it's not it's not great in my opinion <laughs> for the film I like community the, I like the vi- no, just the city as a whole. But when did you move? I moved in 2011. Yeah, like I, I would say maybe there. it wasn't the greatest then, but I think the city's grown quite a bit. Like we've mm-hmm. finally reached a million people. We have a decent like and you saw I saw you posted a video like so they built the arena downtown. Yeah, ice and district. That's, 
Yeah, that's been a huge thing. Like now there's actually people downtown, which is nice. So mm -hmm. I still love Edmonton. I, yeah. But yeah, if you're basing it off 2011, yeah, it's maybe not the greatest city, but I think it's great now. That is insane. Uh, dude, <laughs> that is uh, insane, I, dude. I, I do also, uh, the, the, I remember... They're, st they're still focusing on the Mark Twitch. Guy, I right? can't like, help it, dude. That shit is crazy. Here, that I'll, is post crazy. The, I'll post what? the wiki in chat. Oh, here you go. So I have, a, I have a question. You were I saw in one of your videos, you were talking about the different... On your video about your trip to Nashville, mm -hmm. um, you were talking about the different furry communities, and you're like, yeah, and the, there's the Alberta furries, and there, and I was like, what are Alberta furries like? Hmm, it's kind of more. So you don't know what to say. Furry is like... such a it's a niche community, and especially in 2011, when it's already such a niche thing, and there's an area of like lower population and it's not vancouver or toronto or like even yeah. american city there's kind of like this small town vibe where like the the more of that the more you get like the stereotypes of like you know 30 something year old unemployed computer technician fat bo some people are like really bad manipulators and just like the more people I guess in a population, the better the furry community is, uh, is just the general rule. Uh, cause you get more variety of different types of people. Whereas like growing up in Edmonton, I was kind of just like stuck with the people that yeah. were there at the time. I'm sure it's a very different community now. Um, as the furry thing is getting more and more popular, but you're saying you're my for neighborhood, <laughs> like, so I live in Oliver, which is kind of like, adjacent to mm -hmm. downtown and it's very dense and every once in a while i would see this one furry in full fursuit just walking while i was going out for a walk and like it took a, a lot to not be like i'm sorry, can i hug you like like i don't <laughs> I mean, know if that's you ask, not what they might like, say yes they no. probably will say yes. Why not? Is that a like, common thing in the furry community? Because they're like mascots, right? Like it's hard not like sorry, but like no, I've, it I've depends on the person. It like, depends on the people person. Might There's... just wear it not to like an event. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the person, and it depends what. So there's like events like furry conventions, or there's just like smaller meetups with like friends and like. Um, fursuits can be involved uh, at just like house parties or like, you know, just any anything that's where there's furries around, there could be fursuits. Does that imagine I don't... a furry convention? Yes, and I will never go there. What's it called? Because there are too many. It's called Fur A. F-U-R-E-A. Oh, I like Because it's Canada. Oh, that's cute. Dude, you know, you know what furry I desperately need to meet in person? I the one I keep seeing this horse with like giant titties. Yes, yes, yes. A million times. Exactly who you're talking about. I need to. We gotta go to a furry event. This woman. I would imagine. Don't just assume that Adam knows this person because they're. I do know that. Yes, a horse persona. Not many that I've seen quite like this. I'd imagine wearing your suit frequently though 
I mean, because I'm imagining they get pretty dirty. I'm imagining this is where the term and you wash it husky comes from. I, I've heard, is that yes, a phrase? But I mean, like the the way that fursuits are made, like if you have like someone who knows what they're doing. Um, first of all, pretty much everybody wears like Under Armour kind of like um, skin you know, type it, stuff. stuff. Like a yeah, sweat, stuff resilient. that like regulates your temperature, and then um, my suit has like a fan in the head. And, that's uh, so fresh. That's bad. Fans oh, in there. Well, that's like, I that's know the, big bird, co- the yeah. big bird costume had fans in it. I knew that, but I didn't. It's crazy that you have one in. That's so your, yeah. Is it one on batteries? Yeah. Well, it, what it, else? Uh, whatever. But I like I solar power. <laughs> They have a cable running, but like <laughs> there, this person walking around in my neighborhood who I saw them from time to time, I'm pretty sure they had a fan because they were walking in the middle of summer and like, mm-hmm. yeah, That's it so really depends sad. on the person. Cause there's, there's a very, um, wide range of potential autism in the furry community. There's a lot of it. And you know, some people, yeah, exactly. Some people, um really just feel like living that way their entire lives and it's only physics stopping them right so, so yeah um yeah some uh, my my first suit is uh i wore it like a couple times at a convention last week uh probably for like 6 hours total and so like it doesn't smell bad or anything but i usually just wash it after a convention anyway do you have to go to yeah, a you wash it or you just like how do i wash it with um well so you can wash hand wash it in a tub which i tried once but i have wrist issues and that Mane just and tail. being kind of shitty um yeah. <laughs> right now wrist it's issues. in a washing machine but the only washing machine that will not destroy it is one without the like center rotor sort of thing mm. and so i just put it on like really low settings like cold water um detergent that doesn't have any kind of like weird stuff in it um do you put nothing that will like stick to the fursuit no i don't put the head in there that was a stupid question what do you do well i mean yeah no you that one well that i I imagine you wouldn't wash the head as frequently because it's like it's not really an area where you're sweating as much yeah so you wear like in the same way that you wear like the under armor stuff on your body you wear like kind of like a um cold like balaclava thing like Under Armour mm-hmm. makes the same kind of stuff um, for the head. And yeah, I just, with the fan and everything, it's never, like I'm a really hygienic person and I I care if something's like stinky or weird. So um, I didn't I'm really on that. top of that. I didn't never... imply your suit smelled. I don't, I don't want you to take it that way. <laughs> you no, know, I... it's, a, it's a genuine question. A lot of people, um, you know, if you're not familiar with the fandom, you might just think like, <laughs> oh, Fucking all furries are smelly or something, but it's really not. No, dude, these suits it's a lot of queer like people the... that are just overly hygienic. Most these of the first suits sound like the suits in Dune to me right now. Like that, they can do yeah, so much shit inside. Shit. Of Wait, I actually do awesome. have a question. The you know I used to see like more photos of this online and maybe what you would call like early internet, and now it seems like this has been phased out. Maybe it's just a fashion thing, but like, do people still wear like face paint prosthetic? type material to fur cons or have those been phased out by fursuits like the ones we're talking about do you know what i'm talking I about i mean like, it's like a different i know exactly what guy. you're talking about i don't know if that was ever popular um i, I it tried it once 
like a yeah. couple different things before I ever had a suit. Um, it was interesting, but I don't know. It kind of gave off like it looks a bit more weird and uncanny valley and creepy. It so. is. Have you seen that the, the goofy guy who used to do that? Yeah, that one looks <laughs> that's, weird. That's what I immediately think of, dude. 